Welcome to your favorite 30-ish minutes of the day. This is the Precisely Simple Podcast, your source for the latest news, interviews, and stories from the manufacturing world. Here we dive headfirst in the world of manufacturing and the people that make it thrive. I'm Kyle. And I'm Brandon. Hello. Hello. I like how we always say headfirst, you know, because uh it's with intent how else yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know if we fell if, into it butt first that would be pretty painful <laughs> uh, i mean yeah it's it's just you know it's a lackadaisical way of going about it then it's a fail <laughs> video from the internet <laughs> uh what, what is the fail army is that what oh it is? that's it yeah that's it yeah. we will not be starting this show in a fail army fashion we are going yeah. head first let's not do that no 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 so so let's get right into it, man. Okay. Um, how's your week? Uh, every it, good things good. Red light, green light, yellow. You know, uh, we blatant flashing, <laughs> 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 like a sleep clock. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, cro- crossing guard that fell asleep in the middle of the street. I mean, listen, how are we? Uh, how are we doing here? <laughs> listen, I wanted to tell everybody here. The reason red light, green light came up was my original thing was to say if you were a Kanban light, and then. Uh, I realized that might have been a little bit too uh, too deep into into some manufacturing. I think a slew of people would get it, but a whole majority would not. So, and Kanban lights, you know, listen, it's just red, it's red, yellow, and green, and you have it yeah. in different spots in your manufacturing line, and they say, hey, <laughs> stuff went south. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, um, dolphin, and uh, uh, and so so Kanban lights. So this was green. We were green this week, and things things yeah. felt a little bit better. Um, you know, we're, we're in hybrid learning. So trying to figure out a way to make online students feel involved and a part of the classroom and, and onsite students the same, not to feel like they're a part of the classroom and not being ignored. Uh, it was interesting, but you know, our first project we really have them do is to reverse engineer and 3d print a Lego and, uh, uh the old Lego. Yeah. I have, I have done that and it's hilarious what people underestimate I guess how people underestimate the tolerancing and some of the little intricacies that make a Lego fit together. It's an amazing activity. So listen, if anybody at home has ever wanted to explore their their efforts at 3D design, CAD, and at 3D printing, the Lego is one reverse engineer a Lego properly. Grab a set of calipers and try to figure yep. it out. It is very it's actually difficult. The students instantly gain an appreciation for dimensioning, for drawings, for tolerances. Uh, to add to that, to insult to injury, after the first couple of weeks when we let them reverse engineer it, we then uh, give them a week to increase the design to support a non or to support a destructive test. And the okay. destructive test is to drop a 27 ounce dead blow hammer on it from five feet above. <laughs> wow! All yeah, right. yeah. So uh, and it has to somehow it has to survive. And on top of that, they are required to come up with their own rubric to define how well it survived. So it's a great, you know, it's, it's great on my side because it gets one, it gets them involved in the entire process. Uh, they decide how they want to design it. They design the test. They decide on, uh, the rubric of how they're going to be graded. So it's entirely on them. Great for me. Cause I don't have to do it and then explain it to them. <laughs> like if, if they design the rubric and then fail then it's, it's literally their, it's own, their fault. own yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's great the the engagement awesome. is through the roof and their investment is through the roof um and it's always we had d so we had d-day on friday it was test day 
and it oh, starts man. by measuring it all in front of everybody and just cringing. You can see people cringing. High school students, juniors and seniors, literally on pins and needles, hoping that they have 3D printed a Lego toy correctly. And it is so exciting because that means that means they're in it, man. That means they yeah. are really there. Paying attention. Yeah, and yeah. that they are loving it. Um, and, and when they do the test and the hammer drops and the big bang, you just, they, every time everybody's going, oh, you just, the sounds, it's, it's cool. It's one of those days where you're like, all right, cool. We're doing something right. So that was That's this awesome. week. So it was much better. It was much better. Now, listen to all of our other teachers out there that might be listening to this. And those of you who have a teacher in your life that, you know, I'm telling you, like we are burned by the end of the week. I'm just, I, I'm you not, have to be. It's almost like you're double teaching. It is. Um, and, and there's no complaints. You know, I had somebody ask me, did you make a mistake? And I said, no, I still love what I do. It's just it's just added mental strain. So you get to the end of the day, you know, we're fine running the whole time. But as soon as I stop and sit down, I'm like, holy cow, my brain is fried. I yep. am. I can't even think. Um, so it takes a, little, a few minutes to come out of that. So the majority of the people who are teachers in your lives are probably – dealing with the same thing a little bit so cut them a little bit of slack when it gets to that last hour of the day let them get their brains a chance to refresh to reboot and come back um <laughs> yeah. and and have a nice uh cold sweet tea ready for them when they get home or whatever their drink of choice is kyle what about you man how's the week going oh it's good um can't complain too much we we got a lot of stuff done uh we had a really really big push we had a we had a pretty good sized demo this week with uh uh, a certain agency and, uh, it went really, really well, but we, uh, we kind of pushed through hard through last weekend to get some, I guess, get some prototypes into a production state so that when we demoed, it was, Hey, this is, this is, if you bought this, this is what you're going to get kind of thing. Mm. So we pushed really hard through the weekend. Um, and my guys pushed really hard cause they had to, the, the guy that was demoing had to leave Tuesday afternoon. Okay. And he made it. He he made it to the demos on Wednesday. Um, and kind of the it was about seven hours away. So he made it. Uh demo went I don't know if it could have gone any better. Oh um, really? So, yeah, no, it, it was it was good. Like a three, four hour demo turned into all morning, lunch, and then into shoot all afternoon and then into dinner. So it, it was it was really, really good. They invited us back uh, to do some more development and testing, um, and it's uh, yeah, it just it, it, it was good. Congratulations! Really, really good time. So, so, so all all the work of just killing it over the weekend, like everything paid off. So, um, so what we did too is is Thursday, the guys that helped us in the shop, you know, that worked all through the weekend. We pretty much told them like after about lunchtime, I don't want to see you here. Oh, um, yeah. So we, so, so we sent, we sent all of them, you know, sent at least the guys that helped me in the shop that came in over the weekend. You know, right. one of them, one of them races, I guess, kind of semi-professional like motocross and hair yeah, scrambles yeah. and stuff okay. like that. So he drove out to Texas for a race. So he went out a day early and got to hang out. And then another buddy or another guy in the shop just said, all right, I'm just going to go on vacation. So he just drove down to Florida and, and, um, and took some out. So it's, it's, you know. It that's one like, of those, you know, I, I, I got to practice what I preach all the time. Uh, like those guys, you know, they, they had, they had 40 hours by like, you know, Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, they, they're not the type that, you know, 
just watch the clock kind of thing. So they were like, oh, no, no, we'll keep going. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't need you burned out. You need to be here. You need to be good. So take the weekend off. You put in the hours. We're good. Just come back next week, you know, primed and ready to go. So uh, it, it was a good week. We, we, we got a lot of stuff done. Got a lot of stuff um, kind of hammered out. Got some other, you know, news about some some other stuff that's happening between multiple companies and um and yeah so it was it was a good week and next week i got some we got a bunch of filming we're filming a bunch of product videos Ooh, so i got fun. a bunch of shooting yeah so we're i'm out for a couple of days and then i'll be back and then we got some meetings later in the week about some new technology we're working on so man it's just, the, uh, ball, the ball gets rolling and it just just not dude, it just it it, it just it keeps rolling. Stop, man. Yeah, and, and through through all of essentially Q4, which is you know essentially almost like we're almost into Q4. Um, it's just going to be wide open, and I'm going to look up, and it's going to be Christmas. So, uh, so yeah, we're just trying That's to uh, so cool. keep keep rolling. Uh, we've got some big, I guess, scaling plans for next year. So we're we're really kind of hammering down on making sure that path is correct to get all that right. stuff done right yeah oh so, that's yeah. exciting hell yeah, yeah dude. good times that's great okay so uh the manufacturing minute we hadn't had a chance to discuss this too much beforehand and i'll tell you guys because last week we we really just kind of knew what we wanted to talk about but we didn't make too many notes about it and it felt mm-hmm. very fluid and it felt very yeah. natural so we've kind of got the same thing i got a topic that i want us to discuss um and and something that we'll even poll some of you to answer on but the manufacturing minute where we have a chance to kind of go over some either new technique or new tool or new machine or even old tool and old technique on a new mm. machine or something else like that. And uh, I didn't know if you had one. I had I had a product that uh, that I, I came up in my thought process this week that I was like, oh, this is great. Um, uh, I don't have anything anything specific other okay. than I, i'm starting to see and this has not really a ton to do with manufacturing but uh it's more the the automotive guy in me of the amount of um hydrogen fuel cell cars oh and trucks that, be that so are coming cool. yeah uh i found an article um i i, I perused through there's a website called industry week yeah um, oh yeah i know that one yeah i peruse through it every once in a while and they got some cool stuff and it's just one thing because i'm i i like evs i like fuel cell uh, my business partner spent probably 20 years in fuel cells and hydrogen powered vehicles and stuff like that. Um, and they had an article uh, a couple days ago about uh, Hyundai is building a whole line of hydrogen powered semi trucks. Wow. Yeah, and they're they're coming stateside. They're cu- they're saying 2022 is when they're actually like doing uh, doing fleets. Like actual fleets of them are going to come over. God, just from an exhaust emission standpoint, that would just be game changing for the planet. Yep. yep. Um, so essentially, it's it's a hybrid, you know, because it's it's hydrogen fuel cell. It's fuel cell powered, but it's you know you have electric batteries and electric motors, but the fuel cells are kind of what what's powering a lot of that. And again, the the biggest thing is with fuel cells is the storage and the safety side of it and stuff like that and apparently they have just gotten exponentially better i haven't really dove into them in the last couple of years um i just i see snippets here and there but it's cool to see uh, a lot of that stuff um kind of coming about you know given 
given Tesla and stuff, you know, those some of those guys about the big semi trucks run for their money. So they're not um, going to be very Hindenburgish, then you're saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, we hope not. <laughs> <laughs> especially since they're especially since they're uh pressurized yeah uh, you know <laughs> so just, you know uh, just small details here and just there little but, things yeah so uh so yeah just this an, a random article i saw in um and, and if anybody's ever interested uh, industry week does a pretty decent job of everything from software to uh, business strategy to new tech stuff it's like that. It's a great publication. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's a good website, good publication. Lots and lots of articles, lots of different industries, um, and it's just it's it's always uh, you know it's a great way to stay in shape. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> so actually, there were there were three things I wanted to point out, and they're pretty quick, so it'll go fast for the manufacturing okay. minute. Uh, one, so mechanics gloves, mechanics, I think with an X, isn't that at the end, the cool ones that are at mechanics wear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mechanics wear. Yep. Okay. So mechanics wear, even though some of us may think jokingly about them as the gloves at AutoZone, advanced auto places like that, honest to God on their industrial side, make legitimate, They're truly really great safety equipment. And they have one that's, that's usually a high reds yellow. I think they call it their a five cut gloves. Um, I have a set of these. They are, I believe they're ANSI level five cut resistant gloves. They are, I can hear Kyle clicking and typing, looking this up right now. He's already <laughs> fascinated to see this. Um, yeah, they're high res yellow. They're expensive. They're about 25 to $35 for the a set of gloves, depending on when you uh, get them and where. Okay. Okay. I telling you right now, um, when our safety people came through and they were telling me these are the different options they had. And I saw these, I asked them, I said, listen, I need something where we can pick up the swarth and, and the chips from the machine. And I don't want somebody slicing their finger apart. And they said, these gloves will do it. I said, are you sure? And they said, yes. I put my hand in the chip basin and grabbed and pulled. Wow. So how many of you guys just cringed at home when you heard that? Ugh. Right. And this wasn't this, the stuff that was in there were the large spirally stainless pieces too. So God, the was, ones that literally just slice your hands, literally to rip your hands to pieces. I said, all right, Let's so see. it's the fast fit E five. Amazing. 20, 25 bucks a pair. Yeah. And I mm. use the ones that actually have the, not the fast fits cause they have the elastic. I use the ones that have the Velcro just cause yeah, I'm, uh, uh, that, yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I yeah. know. Uh, they're okay. the most so, amazing so gloves. Yeah. The inside of them is, um, you would know this. What is that carbon Kevlar weave that's on soft ballistic vests? You know, the, I know it's got Car a, sp it's, it's whatever. It's called carbon, carbon Kevlar. Oh, hush. You know what I mean? There's, <laughs> there's an actual, it's like oh, Carbon X or something like no, that. No, uh, Armor Tex is, yes. yeah, yes. is the trade name. I'm just, I'm looking at That's the it stuff. Yeah, so that's the stuff inside of these gloves. Okay. So yeah, you are, you are literally never getting through that. No. And now I you, test, you, and again. You, you, you probably could puncture it, like if you did a like a, a pin. Yes, they are not oh, puncture so, resistant, no. But you are not cutting through no. that. And that's true. And I use those things for years and nothing. Now, the leather on the outside had worn down, but mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I, these were the most amazing gloves. So if you guys are looking for cut resistant, actually decent gloves that you will be happy with, I'm telling you, this is the way to go. I will never use another safety glove other than these. They are amazing. Uh, okay. Second thing, Anchor, A-N-K-E-R, makes a USB, yep. um, USB power supply hub that uses what they call their IQ technology. So I found a five and a six port one of these, and it's a tiny brick. It's maybe only a one by two by three brick. 
and this thing will power up to i think 2.4 or 3 amps on each usb port yeah so it'll do full fast charging but the other handy thing is uh raspberry pis the single board computers need that much power to run them so if you have them plugged into an anchor iq port you can get enough power to keep it out of low voltage mode so if you have a bank of raspberry pis that are running like i usually do 3d printer servers here is a single outlet power source for an entire bank of those. So wow. it's an amazing tool. You can find them at Micro Center and Amazon. You will be pleased. Uh, just There's not many brands I trust, but Anchor is a known and trusted brand. So that's a good one to go with. Um, and then the last thing. What was the last thing? I forgot the last thing. So we're going to stick with two. It's just the two. Those are my two. Save your hands. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Oh, man. And I was excited. About no, it's good about the gloves. I'm going to order some because... <laughs> Just Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, that's a that's a thing. Like, so we, we had some of the... Mecha- I think it's the leather version, the right. leather palm yes. version yes. of these. And they were good, but they, they get cut up pretty bad, especially with... And, and we've been cutting a ton of stainless and titanium recently. Mm-hmm. And it just... If you're trying to pull that stuff out of the bottom, I mean, and, and we have chip conveyors uh, in both the laves and the mill, but you know that stuff it just gets stringy and it's caught. Right. You're always messing with something, and again, the leather does really good, but it just it gets where it's all sliced up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a peek at these for sure because again, no one want to know about the body armor side. If it's anywhere near what is going in some of those uh, soft panels, that right. yeah, you you could sit there with the sharpest ceramic blade and you're not cutting through that stuff. I mean, ever. I took, I somebody asked me how good and I took my, my SOG pocket knife and dragged it across the palm of my hand in those gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And it did, it cut, you know, it did a cut into the leather base of the glove, but did not nothing to the substrate underneath it. Perfectly no. fine. It was amazing. Amazing. Okay. Good to know. Let's go to the good stuff here. Manufacturing decoded. This is uh, a chance for us to dive deeper into something. And I thought, let's be personal, uh, because this is a personal project for all of us involved. I say all of us. There's two right now. But there will be more. <laughs> I promise. So we'll have, we'll yeah. have guests come into this, too. Um, yep. I want to discuss our favorite machine or equipment or tool that we've used, either past or present or, you know, or we have coming up that we're excited about. But really, I want to talk about, Kyle, your favorite. Like... What's been your favorite tool that you've used in the manufacturing shop? And it can I've be got, more than I, one. Yeah, so I, I've got two. Um, Give me one. Was, we'll, we'll trade off. We'll go back and forth. Okay, so first one is the first Y-axis twin spindle lathe that I ever got. Mm. Um, and just the ability um, to, and again, coming from when I had a two-axis lathe and a mill and I had to um you know go back and forth if in as our parts got more complicated it just it got to where it was just so time consuming so being able to have live tooling in the lathe with a y-axis and a subspindle was just i'm still in awe of, of the some of the stuff i can make with that machine and it's not even a twin turret it's not even a b-axis head machine i mean it's just it's you know it, it, it's one we have we have two of them um two of them in our shop and they're just a it's a good machine that we can just do all kinds of stuff on the prototyping side and and i can do you know and again the milling is not it's not like putting stuff in a mill it's not the same you know it's only a seven horsepower motor it only goes to six thousand rpm so 
you're a little limited on some stuff, but the ability to just do one and done parts, oh, right. it's so nice. It's just, oh. It just is. Oh. So, so yeah, my, my really my, my favorite machine that I can always go out and run. And again, I'm more of a lathe guy than a mill guy. Always yeah. have been. Right. Uh, that was one of the first things to learn how to program. And, you know, it's kind of where I got my feet wet on the CNC side. So I've always been a lathe guy. And then being able to add the milling to it and simultaneous stuff and everything else. Um, it just... Uh, it's just always been super fun for me. I can always go in and run that machine. That's cool. Yep. So mine is uh, so much more, <laughs> so much more low key than that. So SPI, which is uh, everybody knows, one of our measuring measuring companies, we're all big fans of. Uh, they make a line of black steel rules with white lettering. And I always have a pain in that. I love having a six-inch steel rule in my in my work apron. I have it in one of my book bag. I you never know when you need it, and it's the most handy tool you own, I think, in the machine shop or in a manufacturing shop. But it's a nightmare to read them after a while because the the lasering wears off, and um, and it gets you know it gets to where you can't use them anymore. But these little black ones, you can read them all day, all the time. It is mm. amazing. And they make them in 6 and 12 and 18 to 24. I have all of the sets. All of our seal rules in the shop are that way. It is incredible. So if you have one, you also notice that you have to kind of tilt it the right way in the light to be able to see the laser <laughs> engraving in it because it's so <laughs> old and worn down. Take a look at SBI. Uh, I believe okay. MSC Direct has them. They're a black yeah. series. Oh, just mind-boggling. Favorite. Not, small thing. $3. Favorite tool. One of my favorite okay. tools. That's awesome, man. I know, right? So, <laughs> uh, so, so much cheaper than mine. I know, I know. You went like, you went all in. You're like, this really kick butt, super expensive, major killer technology, incredible tool. And I'm like, I like rulers. I like rulers. <laughs> rulers. Yeah. Oh, I um, do. I do. And, and and sadly enough, my my next one is even more expensive. It's Here like we go. Three times more expensive is uh, our uh, our new fiber laser welding five axis welding cell oh you cheater my next one's a laser also oh, oh man i like we've been getting more powerful engravers and stuff like that and then we went we went to one kilowatt it's on a six axis robotic arm but this five axis cell we have is just it every day continues to just blow me away and we are still not even we're still welding at like 21 percent power what? i mean it's just you know it's insane yeah because you know compared to our other cell you know, this one is the, just the, the density of the beam, the way the focusing is like everything about it is just better. So we can get the same penetration with less power. I mean, it's, it's an, it's insane. Like we're probably running 10 to 15% less wattage to get the same penetration bead we were on our other machine. So it's just, it's just one thing after another every week. It's just something different of how much better that thing is runs and is more consistent and we're still working the bugs out we're still uh it's funny now that the mach the process is so dialed and the machine is so dialed that we're finding all the inconsistencies in the parts now no <laughs> so, are you serious yeah, yeah it's, it's pointing out a bunch of inconsistencies in the parts because the weld process like if the parts are good you can it'll weld in its sleep all day long like same bead every single time every single part but if we have some fit up issues or somebody got a little, uh, 
got a little ham crazy on the deburring wheel and took <laughs> off too much material, then, uh, you know, because we need a really, really tight joint with no chamfers, no right. radiuses, no nothing. I mean, just a perfect square um, uh, weld or uh, it's a perfect square joint. Well, I mean, if and you're running a precision shop, that's not, that's expected. It's expected, but yeah. not always received. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, again, our vendors have been getting better and better. Um, but it is, it's, it's been so cool to, uh, to get that thing really dialed to see what that system's capable of. Because, again, uh, as soon as I get back in town next week, the other one goes live. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, we got, we got everything kind of moved out of the way. It gets powered up. Um, we start doing test zones cause it, it runs a little bit different code. Like it's more of a PLC versus a G code system. Okay. Okay. Um, so cause we had this one custom built by a automation company, uh, cause it's kind of a hybrid hodgepodge of the IPG laser system with a, a secondary CNC, um, control system. So it's, it's, it's a little different, but what we've learned on the big, turnkey system is going to allow us to ramp that other one up in like two days nice. uh, because we already have all the settings. So I know the laser settings. So it's literally just be programming the spaces, but um, it's been, it's been really, really cool because we we've gotten some kind of uh, some forecast into what we need to do next year. Uh, I guess quantity wise and production wise. And the only way we're going to be able to do it is with these cells and and with these machines running again we we still don't run at night uh and we're we're making our numbers now and so i'm really excited when we got two more of these machines coming online and then be able to run at night the the production internal production capacity is is staggering sometimes when when i run the numbers that's exciting Okay, so, cheater. Scuba cool. So Again, you did laser. Like, super expensive big machine. Super I get expensive. It. Yeah, really, really like I, I can't stress enough how expensive this machine is for what it is. Um, but it's it's one of those it's it's been worth it because of the amount of production it generates. Like it looks daunting when you look at the price tag, but then you look at the throughput per day and you're like, Oh, that's that's not that bad. How, how, no, it's how, like the shop just goes ham. You're just how do like, I, full how, on. How do I get another one? <laughs> kind of thing. So how quickly can we make more? Yeah, of this? how quickly we build another one? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those are okay. Those so, are my two big, huge, expensive pieces of equipment. Uh, I do have some fun little play stuff in the shop, but yeah, um, that's just really kind of what what gets me excited in the shop. Lately. Okay, so the last facility I was at, I had this laser engraver that I loved. I the thing was gangster. Oh. Yes. And I have no problem telling you, and I'll tell because I have nothing bad to say about this company and the salespeople working for it. It was a Tykema Electrox, and it they Tykema makes this amazing fiber laser system. You know the enclosure is great, the uh, fume extraction system you know works well. They have a hydraulic uh, door that was connected to uh, the start and stop on the program, so you would just mm. when it was done, the door opened easy enough. You know how to do that; that's easy. Yeah. Um, I, so it had a couple settings, and one of my favorites was on was being able to ablate, engrave the metal. And the mm -hmm. best way to describe this to everybody is it it essentially draws the carbon atoms to the surface, and causes it to be colored. It changes the pigment of that surface of the metal. So it's those kinds like if you see a a tool or something, and you see it's engraved, and you know it's there, and you see it's darker than the metal, but you feel absolutely nothing there. That's essentially the same thing. So this thing had the ability to do that, but it also had the ability to do 
every single kind of possible code, like barcode, QR code, and all these other exotic ones. And I could write QR codes with paragraphs of data and have this thing. And it could engrave them down. You know, we're talking quarter of an inch square. And Jeez. and if you could you couldn't even get the camera to focus in on enough to pick up on it, but gosh, it was amazing. And at the same time, I was able to very easily and cleanly translate raster images. Um, you know, like take a JPEG image. I have a keychain. It was when we were testing the equipment. I have a keychain picture of my little of, of my daughter when she was, you know, like eighteen months old, sitting on a couch, and it it changes intensity and wavelength and speed based on darkness and pigment of the pixel in the picture. So not only did it make it darker, but it would increase depth in certain parts of the photo, which makes it kind of 3d ish. Once it was done, the quality of this equipment was just stellar. And I love this machine. Um, and I just, I think about it a lot this week because we just got our CO2 machine up and running and it's a 60 watt uh co2 laser and this place this one i had at the last place was a 80 watt 80 or 120 watt fiber yeah and whole different ball game. whole different ball game so here i am trying to learn again on something i've used but not used yeah. god i missed that machine that thing was so cool yep uh you got something else um i got this little um and i'll uh I have two small things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's, oh, let's... are they small things or are they like, well, I like my F three fifty? No, 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 no. no. So, <laughs> what, 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 one of them is a cool little tool that I heard about from John Saunders. Um, okay. Anybody like coming up in machining or stuff like that? John Saunders uh, has a really big YouTube channel, NYC CNC. Oh, I know that does, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does tons of tutorials. Does a lot of stuff with fusion. A lot of stuff with manufacturing. Really gives back to the industry. Anyway. Uh, he kind of turned me on to this little Amazon video microscope thing that's on uh, that's on Amazon oh. for like 120 bucks or something like that. Uh, super cool. We use it to look at inserts. Um, looking at random, I just look at random stuff with it. it. It's a cool little thing, but it's definitely a good addition to a machine shop floor uh, because it's not expensive enough where you really worry a ton about it. But it's nice to have like on your workbench when you're just trying to look at small stuff or small features and it's 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 backlit and all kinds of stuff like that oh man you need to send me the link to that because actually that would be awesome and then the other is there's an app that i bought several years ago um called the what is this called cnc machinist pro calculator and i think it's like Four bucks, five bucks. I, Breaking I know it's the on bank Apple. now. Settle down. Yeah, yeah. Apple or um, uh, Android, and I I use it for surface speed calculation, inch per rev to inch per minute calculations, like all kinds of stuff. It'll do bolt, bolt circle calculations for you, uh, drilling and tapping, uh, drill charts. It's got an M code and generic G code list. It'll it'll tell you how to calculate tapers. Um, just all kinds of cool stuff. And it's just one of those, like, it's a super small, you know, cost, Right. I literally use it every single day. Uh, and it's just, it's just handy to have. And just some one of those small little things that you never really think about, but it, it just was a really good deal. And it was just, it helps me every day. 
Dang, dude, that's awesome. Listen, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because actually I have very timely and pertinent news um, regarding uh, Fusion 360 and, and discussion. Did you know uh, they changed their terms of service for the personal hobbyist licenses this week? Really? Yes. And as of, let me tell everybody now, if you're listening and you're, you're a Fusion 360 user and you're not, you know, you're a hobbyist, but you're not really a hobbyist, but you are a hobbyist, uh, wink, wink, nod, nod, you know who I'm talking to. Um, as of October 1st, listen to this. This is the list of items that they will no longer be having access to, uh, probing three plus two access milling, multi-access milling, rapid moves, automatic tool changes, uh, (laughs) multi sheets, smart templates, or output options for drawings. You will only be able to print them. Downloading options from public sharing links gone. Cloud rendering gone. Exporting options. You will not be able to export F3Z, DWGs, DXFs, IGESs, SATs, or STEP files anymore. That's crippled right there. Right yep. there. You can't export an IGES or a STEP file. That means you can't send it to any other software. Uh, simulation and generative including, design. Including 3D printers. Including 3D printers. Gone. Done. Uh, simulation and generative design. Done. Unlimited, active, and... Oh, this is bad. Unlimited, active, and editable... Fusion 360 documents. You will be at a 10-document ten, ten limit and no Fusion 360 extensions, period. Wow. So as of October 1st, ladies and gentlemen, if you are using Autodesk or uh, Fusion 360, listen, we're an Autodesk shop. I use Inventor. It's what we teach our students. I love the software. I love the package. I'm just warning you, if you're a personal license user, that software is getting crippled in October. So mm-hmm. just uh, be be aware that you, if you use these features, you will not have access to them, and uh, you will be driven towards getting your commercial one. And listen, it makes sense. People have been misusing that personal license for a long time, a yep. long time. And ever since COVID kicked in, and a lot of people are spending more time at home, a lot more people jumped on it, and you know, word spread like wildfire. I don't blame them as a company. You got to do it. You got to protect the brain. You got to protect your IP. And if you got this many people, you misusing your licensing. I mean, it's going to happen. So, but just a fair warning. Oh, that stings, though. Yep, that really stings. There's a, there's a lot of people. That uh, are that's to, a lot um, of people. Gonna gonna hit real hard. So yeah. I just uh, emailed you the link. Uh, it is right now 109 109.99 on Amazon. Oh, that's totally worth looking at. It's called a Cooler Tron with mm-hmm. a K, of course. Of course, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. okay, yeah, yes. that makes it more legitimate. Cooler Tron 4.3 inch 1080p LCD USB microscope. Wow, ten, with 10 to 220 zoom. Jeez, yeah, so cool little setup. Um, just something that I need randomly, that in class. I'm gonna get that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think you should get a couple of them for class. Uh, you know, kids can look at inserts, they can look at corner radiuses of end mills, like. Uh, you know, just all kinds of little stuff. Oh, like, you just gave me an idea for next week's manufacturing minute. Remember the trick I I told you about a long time ago with the flat end mills and and the natural corner radius. Oh and, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, okay, solid. Yep, there you go. Good. Spoil. Yeah, there you go. Sneak preview for next week. Listen in next week, folks, and give me. I'll give you a tip uh, on a uh, flat end mills and how they can actually be handy in a way you didn't expect. Yep. 
And I've used it, and it works. <laughs> it totally works. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so yeah. tell me this. Let's move on to the last part of it. Uh, what do we call the last segment of the day here, Kyle? It, it's the tool's <laughs> it's fault. The tool's it's never, fault. ever, ever my fault. <laughs> Not my fault. It's, al- it's always the cam. It's, it's always the, the machine. The tool's fault. The tool. Hey, dun, hey, dun, it's dun, the tool's dun, fault. fault. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually didn't mess anything up this week, so oh. I, I, I hope you have something because I I actually did halfway halfway decent this week. I'll, no, I'll, did you really? I'll give myself a pat on the back of way to all go! All the crazy timeline and and of course everything we were doing for this thing was all titanium. So oh gosh! We, we, yeah, we were machining uh, two and a quarter inch titanium. So you're talking. A uh, hundred and eighty dollars a linear foot or something like that. So like, yeah, if you messed up a part, it was a bad day. That stings. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah. was, and that's probably why I was super paranoid about triple checking my setups and quadruple checking code and doing all stuff like that. So I unfortunately, knock on wood, had a really good week and hope to continue it next week. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so we had a we had a bit of a snafu with uh, leveling our our 3D printers this week and ended up Ruh-roh. yeah we ended up pretty much melting a, a part to the bed of one. <laughs> so listen, yeah, details. You, listen, it's small details. Um, you know, I put I, I I make the students learn every part of the three D printers. So they're responsible for assembling them this year. The ones, the new ones we got, uh, they're responsible every year for leveling the beds and maintaining the equipment. If something gets jammed, they learn how to fix it and break it down and tear it down, which is great because if you've got a, a two hundred dollar three D printer and they break a six dollar nozzle. It's not the end of the world. We can manage yeah. this, and it's worth yeah. the learning experience. So we were leveling the bed. I had them leveling the beds. I showed them how to do it. They did it. We showed them again. They did it. And we had some success, and they kept moving. But one of the machines, um, when the print was done, I look at it, and they're like, so you can't get this off of the uh, print bed. And I said, huh. Well, let me take a look at it. So I pulled the print bed, and, and they're flexible magnetic ones. So you should just peel it right off. It is not peeling right off. And so I start to pull at it, and I peel it and pull the bed with it. <laughs> it melted the bed and the part together. <laughs> and I looked at it and said, what happened? Oh, that's awesome. And I go to check the level, and the level oh. is terrible. And I'm like, why is this so bad? And it wasn't you know we try to go back and level it again and it still was printing like it was trying to smash the plastic into the bed like of you course. will you will take this melted plastic and you will like it you know it was force feeding yeah. it into the bed why is it doing this and then we realized that the uh uh the x-axis uh bar the x-axis 8020 bar the screws holding it to its its movable you know linear slide portion of it they're loose they're loose. Of course. So, of course. Come on. Come yeah. On. So, as it slides across its x axis, the weight causes it to counterbalance. It pushes itself down. And all the all of a sudden, it didn't matter how many times we leveled the bed, the bed was <laughs> everything was out of whack. So, uh, one of those things, they, <laughs> they happen. It's usually I catch it ahead of time. But listen, we bought twenty four more machines this year, this, and we've been we've been building them at breakneck speed. So we're talking about integrating eight at a time each week. So 
Um, I missed it. I absolutely missed it. The students missed it, but I can't say the students missed it because it's their first time building it. So it was me. I should have caught that and handed it back to them. So we blasted through a bed, burned that up. I got to order some more now. I, but now I know I need to keep spares. So there's that and they should be fairly cheap, but just a, just a note. If you ever have any trouble getting your bed level just right. And you notice that your prints look like they've been smashed in there by a, by Rocky Balboa, then just know um, you might have a loose screw somewhere. <laughs> Not holding an axis square. <laughs> oh, so bad. So I, I, I do have something real, real quick at the end. Okay. Um, so all this week, uh, Doosan was releasing a bunch of new machines. We have a bunch of Doosan machines in our facility. Um, they came out. I think this is a direct kind of go after Haas. They came out with with uh, training machines. <gasps> Shut the front door. Yes. Yeah, so they came out with a training lathe, a fully enclosed. Essentially, it's a mini version of like my my machine. Uh-huh. So two axis tailstock, uh, probably similar to like an ST10, maybe mm. ST15 kind of size. Forty six k. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They and then they came out with a DEM mill. That's about the size of your your little uh, my mini mill, uh, super mini mill. Yep. Yeah, and it, <gasps> I think it was even less. So um, you know, again, a lot of schools go with Haas machines because Haas does a lot of educational they stuff. Well, I can tell you, yeah, Doosan is they are they're going to hammer out. And the only, I guess, the, the biggest thing I would say that if if you had a school and you had both of them, you could teach students a FANUC control, which is probably one of the most, is one of the number one, at least on the Korean and Japanese machines. FANUC right. is going to be one of your biggest uh, control systems. That's, that's all we run is FANUC. I used to run all Haas. We run all FANUC now. Uh, but any educators out there that are getting into stuff, Doosan is now coming out with educational Ooh. machines that are, that are geared towards uh, schools and towards um uh, why am I drawing complete blank? Like technical uh, oh, STEM like, programs. Oh yeah, yeah STEM. Okay, yeah, it's like uh, for high schools. So okay, listen um, here. So if there's any uh, uh, Doosan sales reps or, or techs out there, wink, wink, nod, nod, that are listening to the show, <laughs> you know how to reach me. We should be in discussions and talks. Just saying that yeah. we uh, listen. We we are nationally nationally uh media accredited and claimed uh or whatever the word is program just uh just, uh, just, just throwing saying, that out there just throwing that out there the marketability yeah. is pretty high we should talk <laughs> something about ubm or something like that some, some, yeah yeah he 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 knows who he is but yeah. uh so we've been super happy with the deuce on stuff but it, it's cool to see another larger brand try to go after the educational market because right. i think haas has really had a a stronghold on it for so many years because they've been doing the deals. You know, Maury and Mazak, none of them will cut schools' deals on, I've on tried. machines. I've tried. Yeah. It doesn't, they, yeah, it they, doesn't they, happen. They, they don't care. You know, Kuma doesn't care. Like, none of them care about selling to schools or uh, anything like that or universities. And so it's, it's really cool to see another company, uh, specifically a Korean company, uh, kind of go after that and, and really be competitive with the pricing because they know sc- schools don't have money. You know that. Like I'm well like, aware. <laughs> yeah, you, you're well aware of how little money schools have. So when they buy something like this, it's a really big deal. Um, so it, it's really cool to see uh, uh, 
see another company kind of step up to the plate and say like, look, like we need more kids learning manufacturing at a younger level. So when they come out of high school or come out of trade school or a uh, two year university, something like that, they have, they have some skills and they have a place to go because man, I, I can tell you right now from an employer standpoint, it is hard to find good skilled people. That's the truth. Hey, we're trying to, we're working on it one, one year at a time, one, one class year at a time. time. I know. Yeah, man, so. just, just, just telling that other person that's listening, you know, we, uh, we're partnered with a very large government organization <laughs> that has locations in both Houston and certain parts of central Florida and just are known saying. that are, that are known to own certain real estates outside of our atmosphere. Just saying, yep. huh? you know, those guys, <laughs> those guys, we do four letter acronym, four letter acronym. <laughs> You know, sometimes you, you might have heard of them. Just saying we do work with them, too. So, so, so small group, small group. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. So, yeah. um, so listen, everybody, I want to say uh, thanks again to those of you who are listening uh, and those of you who I consider really, we both consider are a part of the show because if you are enjoying the show and you're enjoying us and everything you're you're sharing on social media hey you know we talked about we had 60 followers before right on on our instagram account which is uh at precisely cast the precisely simple podcast we had hold 60 on. followers hold on i'm pulling i just pulled it up yeah. 97 98 now 98 now <laughs> so yeah. uh appreciate it for sure like we see every single one of them i will say more of them than not are international which, which is, is fascinating it's awesome yeah super super cool uh, to see just the international kind of, uh, I don't know, just support really, I guess is the, is the biggest thing. And I'm not knocking U S guys, but it, it's really cool to, you know, I guess that's one of the beauties of, of Instagram is it's all over the world. You can connect with people all over the world that have a like mindset, like, you know, like interest in what you're doing. So it's, it, uh, it warms my heart. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> so we appreciate the support. Yes, um, we do. And uh, again, like like I've asked you before, if you're listening to us, whichever platform you're enjoying these podcasts on, uh, just hit the subscribe button if you don't mind. That subscribe button lets uh, lets all of our analytics tools know that that you're listening, that you're a part of the show, that you're enjoying what you're hearing, um, and. Uh, hit those five stars on there for us, man. Give us a review or, or at least just give us a, a set of stars. It helps us in the charts and and continues to help promote and, and add to the success of this program, which which we're already seeing, which we consider to be you know very successful at this point already. And we're just going to keep it going and, and keep working on it, man. So Yeah, we, we, we have so much more to do. We have a ton of topics. Um, we got guests planned. We got all kinds of stuff. It's it's we are we are just getting rolling and again it's one of those too with manufacturing world always evolving and changing um we'll, there's always stuff to bring always stuff to share and uh and both of us are heavily heavily invested in in, in the manufacturing world so yeah. we're not going anywhere anytime we're, soon we're not going anywhere so we don't want you <laughs> no. to either <laughs> yeah. so thanks for spending your your time with us and uh, we appreciate having you. And hey, listen, just remember until next time, it always worked in CAD. We'll That's see you. They told me. That's what they said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, y'all. Bye.